freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Everybody, welcome to another episode of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd. And I'm the other guy, Dan Todd. We're doing a series called American, and we have world famous, I said world famous, Marge Trey on today. Awesome. Matter of fact, I think you are world famous, aren't you? I, I I'm, I'm I think I'm big on the internet. I'm I'm just I'm big on the internet. Now there's that one guy, you know, that one guy somewhere. I don't know where in that, some other country. Other country. He, and then he knows you. That makes You're world you famous. <laughs> right, right. That, that, makes that, you world that one dude. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, with the whole American, you know, it's it's a, maybe a little uh, of a wink at it, but truly a can-do spirit is part of the DNA that runs through our country that helped us to uh, have the country that we have. All of our founding fathers and our forefathers, they just believed they could and they did. And we're hearing so much right now with our lives being turned upside down with this COVID-19 situation about all that we can't do and the places we can't go. Uh, but the guests in this series are going to talk to us about their area of expertise and all of the ways that we can still learn and grow and connect and train and expand our freedoms in ways that maybe we hadn't thought of before. And so Maj, of course, world famous Maj, he is the founder of Guns Matter. Oh, I love that, that t-shirt we can see. That's uh, freedom over everything. And then I've got, look at this, I got my merch right here. Oh, there it is. Uh, 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 there it is. Black Guns Matter t-shirt right here. I like he it. The founder of Black Guns Matter, which is a group to help urban communities learn their gun rights and responsibilities. So, Maj, you know, we were talking off air the other day, and, you know, you you are the can-do guy. You are the let's break yeah. rules for freedom guy. Yeah. And you right. were talking about how we have so many, so many brand new gun owners that have yeah. come to this world because of the COVID-19 thing. Uh, and yeah. and the there I that they've realized finally that we must be our own immediate responders and you were talking yeah. about the idea of what do we need to do we need to welcome them in right yeah I think yeah I think it's very important that one um thanks to you you both for having me obviously everybody that's not that's listening right now you need to go over to azfirearms.com and, and pick something up that's number one Thank number you. two um, I think that it's very important that, you know, as we, we don't, we don't have this arrogant approach. Um, 
I, like we were talking off air a while ago and there's a story of um, the guy, you know, he's a hardcore atheist and he's on a plane with his friend and they're good friends and they're talking. One of them's a believer. One of them's not. It's cool. You do whatever you want. And the plane starts getting into massive turbulence. And in the middle of the massive turbulence, the believer looks at the, the atheist dude and the atheist dude is praying. And in times of turbulence, you come to what you actually are generally. If you're a coward, you know, like, you know, Sheriff Israel down in Broward County, he was a coward. You know, when times happen, when it gets real, people show you who they actually, you know, are. I think that that same approach um, goes when we are recognizing that so many people that were fighting against guns, we call, and I say we, not me personally, but we as a community, sometimes we've called them names, we've said, because they don't get it right at that moment. But then when the extreme scenario or circumstance happens, it is a beautiful thing that they go to what they actually know to be accurate, which means in this space, they recognize that um, nobody was coming to save them. Literally the fear of, man, I have groceries and toilet paper, but I don't have the means to defend it. Um, and <laughs> we're paying attention to the police all across the nation saying, hey, we're gonna let people out from jail, um, but we're not gonna respond to calls. You know, so these were all things. And again, I'm not saying that everybody that's in jail for nonviolent offenses for weed should be in jail in the first place. However, at first glance, um, I think that a lot of our brothers and sisters on the left recognized that contradiction. And they were like, you know what? I want to get something. Then they go, especially if they're in places like New York, New Jersey, California, they go in and they're like, hey, I want to I want to use the gun show loophole. You know what I'm saying? Or I, I want I want to just... <laughs> buy it online i just want to get in and get out like you should with any purchase and they saw another lie they were like wait so i can't just buy it online the the extreme scenario or the turbulence that we were uh, all are and currently still are dealing with around this covid uh thing whether it's man-made whether it's a hoax people are dying so it's real in that regard um so there was a moment to uh, you know a moment come to jesus moment for a lot of people you know, and in that space, it becomes, OK, what are you going to do? And what a lot of those gun owners out of the 2.5 million that have purchased guns in the country in the month of March, because we don't know how many of those right now are first time gun owners. But there's a chunk of them. what we have to recognize is this was something that um, they bucked all of their traditional theory or what someone had told them. I don't care if it's only a thousand new gun owners, doesn't matter. It may be a hundred thousand, it may be a million, who knows? Whatever that number is, those were people that when turbulent times came, they went to their rod, you know? And so mm -hmm. with that being the case, I think it's very important for us to respect that objectivity, even though it came late, you know, but it's better late than never. I think it's very important for us as, you know, gun owners or people that have been involved in the gun community or gun culture for some time, I think it's very important for us to embrace them as well as use these things as a teachable moment. When they go, yeah, man, I went and I tried to buy it online. They said I had to wait three to 10 days. Then after this, because this too shall pass, this ain't the bubonic plague. This ain't the Spanish flu. It's not. Is it going to suck for some, a decent amount of people in America and around the world for some time? Absolutely. Is, is my greedy butt not being able to go as it gets nicer outside? not being able to go, you know, eat great food and 
um, put you wasn't there videos up. Yeah, that's going to be tightened up for a bit. Um, does it make us look at the con the concept of government overreach? Absolutely. I think that we're going to come all come out of this stronger because the reality is we're forced to, whether through nature, whether through biochemical warfare, government overreach, we're, all of these things are making us question what's really, really important. And those moments that um, a lot of our brothers and sisters on the left uh, were faced with, they made a decision. And their decision was, I am going to be responsible for defending my home, my family, and my property, and my stuff, and my, my, my canned beans, whatever they are. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's very important for us to respect that decision that they made of their own volition. <laughs> what really happened was all of the, the, the security blankets were removed. Now you're making a decision of your own volition. The government didn't say, hey, you're going to go get a gun. The government said, hey, bro, you're on your own. <laughs> yeah, which is they said it just like that too, Baj. Right, you're on your own, you know. And it started to look like it might have been the purge outside, and they made a decision. And I, I want to urge those those new members to the gun community to think about that and remember that sometimes in extreme scenarios we make you know decisions, but then we become complacent and comfortable again, and we forget your lived experience within that moment, if every other time that your experience with law enforcement and the government in general, if you're one of the very rare people that every time you've went into a government building, it's been smooth sailing, you never had an issue, whatever. If you're that one person or two people on earth or however, I still want you to remember what happened in a time of calamity. Mm. Your government said you're on your own. And I don't want anyone to ever forget that because it's easy to not have to lean on it when those times are not called upon it's easy to not be able to you know uh raise your game you know and shot clocks you know winding down is game seven of the championship it's easy to not want to take that shot and it's easy to not have to deal with the responsibility of taking that shot win or hit or miss but i want you know our brothers and sisters that are new gun owners to remember you know, the people that were there for you. I myself gave away about, I don't know, maybe 2,000 rounds of ammo in the first two or three days to people that was hitting my phone up like, Maj, I, I know I, you know, I got this old gun. And what were you saying again? And, and those moments were beautiful moments. And I think it's our responsibility to make sure that we're embracing them as well as reminding them to remember. Remember to remember who was there for you, you know, um, who was there for you and, and, and who kind of like left you by the wayside. And I think that having that balance from a respectful and empathetic place is how we maintain them in the gun community. And if not, if after all of this is over, I know that I'm going to be able to buy some really, really inexpensive firearms on the yes. secondhand market. <laughs> yeah. That is a true, <laughs> That's in, a true in thing. In our experience at azfirearms.com, I would say out of 10 people, three were brand new, never touched a gun in their life and didn't want one in the past. So we're looking at, mm. what, maybe, you know, a third of the people out there that are buying guns right, right now. Yeah. And, you know, they're terrified. Yeah. They are afraid. They're afraid that their government yeah. isn't going to be able to help them anymore. Right. And they are so out I don't, of I don't, their I, honestly, I, I honestly don't see how government, whatever trust that those you know, people that identify as on the left, right? Or even some rhinos on the right. I have a hard time squaring how government is going to earn trust, that little bit of trust back after something like that. Right. 
at the same time that you're saying we're going to release criminals, you're not specifying what type of criminal. So again, I want to be clear. I'm against the war on drugs. I don't think that somebody that goes to jail for selling weed, I'm biased. I sold a lot of weed. I just never went to jail. But I could have been one of those people that went to jail for it. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm, I'm opposed to that. And I don't think those people should have been in jail in the first place. Um, however, by not giving the distinction between what type of people you're letting out of jail and then in turn saying, we're not going to, you know, come help you if something does happen. And then in turn saying, we actually may lock you up for being outside. So you're right, taking the people that have committed crimes out of jail. And then you're saying you potentially are going to put me in jail for being outside in the sun. And it's like, if that doesn't paint a picture for any adult to be intelligent enough to recognize they are not your friend i don't really see how they're gonna make that square with the general public again after this you it's like if you slap me in the face like i can't i don't you have to go like not 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 because i slapped you first or like i trusted you and you just randomly one day just slap me haul off and smack me in the mouth I'm going to be very, very leery of you from now on, especially in slapping distance. And I think that the, the American people, you know, and a lot of us that identify as on the right, we were like, yeah, bro, like, uh, what did you think they were going to do? But some of those people, these are, again, these are teachable moments and we have to have empathy. It is very comforting to believe, whether you're right or not, or wrong, it is comforting to believe that your government is going to help you and or protect you. It is very comforting. It is very comforting for people to believe that, you know, um, all we, we, we Americans, we got real soft. We are so used to, even myself, I'll, I'll be self-critical. I have access to damn near every quality hunter in America. Like I know a lot of them, like a lot. And they're like, guys, come hunt, come hunt, come hunt. And I'm like, bro, like, I'm not hunting. Like, I live in Philly. <laughs> and, and, and now who looks the fool? Because yeah. if you would have been going just a little further outstate during deer season in Pennsylvania, you could have got some quality venison for the price of some time and a couple of rounds. You know, sure. you could have hauled that back to the crib, chopped, you know. I live up the street from a place where they cut the poultry up right in front of you, right? You could have hauled that back, even if you didn't want to process it yourself, or you could have learned how to process it yourself. You could have packaged it, could have vacuum sealed it, you could have brought it back to your deep freezer, and you wouldn't have even had to have this conversation. That is a contradiction on my part. That is a complacency because, oh, I can just go to Trader Joe's or Wegmans or Food Lion or Walmart or whatever, or Whole Foods, whatever, wherever you go, right, right or left. That is a certain level of complacency. I am, I've, I've been getting so much in the housework done. Like, <laughs> like just, just changing. I forget that I know how to change my own oil and brake pads. Mm. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's like little things like that, that I want us to really, really recognize and be self-critical about and just remember to remember, mm -hmm. you know? And, and imagine, imagine if this would have happened in the dead of winter. Oh gosh. Yeah. You know, that's so a whole these different are scenario, different. right? <clears throat> whole different because now, even if I stand in a line where I got a social distance and I'm the lines wrapped around the, you know, the store, 
it's kind of warm now in Philly. It's 65, 70 degrees, which is, you know, warm relatively for here. It gets very cold here in the wintertime, in the fall. So, and it's not all the way warm here. It's not summer yet. Imagine if you would have had to stand in this line at two degrees, mm-hmm. you know? So these are all very, very respectable, teachable moments that us as individuals, as well as us as a nation, you have been de- uh, critically dependent on other nations for your manufacturing. There are mm. stories of testing kits for Corona and COVID-19 coming back from China that have the damn virus on them. Ugh. So yes. at what point, at what point when America was great is when Pittsburgh was producing 30% of the world's steel, mm. when Philadelphia was a textile giant, mm-hmm. giant, you know, I'm in my car right now. We're going to ride as I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. I can ride less than a mile. I can ride less than a mile from where I am right now in North Philly. And I can show y'all huge abandoned factories that were mm. uh, textile manufacturers in Philadelphia. We're talking about men and women that were able to walk to work, walk back for their lunch break and walk back home. We'll go to work back, and, you know, and, I don't have to pay for public transportation. I can support the businesses that are in the community, so forth and so on. We got rid of manufacturing. China's sitting pretty. So now here's the other question. Then you got to deal with if China, and it's a big if, if China was responsible for this COVID and Corona and all of these other different things, what repercussions are there when this is who you become dependent upon for your manufacturing. Mm-hmm. What, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I mean, we were beating them up because we got a good deal back with the tariffs, right? However, okay, well, if they just sprinkle in a little bit of biochemical warfare and now you're dependent upon, you know, them for the stuff that you utilize, it speaks to our, again, complacency. Mm-hmm. Our, our, all of these companies that pre- pretend like they love America so much, okay, well, stop sending the jobs to communist nations. Mm-hmm. Stop sending the jobs to communist nations. Okay, maybe you won't have, as the CEO, maybe you won't have 14 Lamborghinis. Maybe you'll have to make do with eight. Oh. Somehow. That's, that's really Somehow. roughing it. You know, I, I feel like I'm rough, roughing it right now because, I mean, what kind of uh, backward society are we living in right now that I can't get next day Amazon deliveries? I mean... You know, so if I have to live with that, then the Lamborghini guy, you know, he can he can cut back on a couple. You you can give up a couple of those Lambos. And so these are the things that we're talking about. But it will it be painful for a moment for us to tighten the belt? Absolutely. It always is. But you know what happens when you tighten your belt and you work out and you discipline yourself? Self-restriction is the key to perfection. And. When America was manufacturing, when America was focusing on that nuclear family, when, manu- when, when America was not dependent, when, we, when our international policy was not having an international policy because we were focused on not being the world's police. And to a certain extent, I have to be perfectly honest, we gotta be critical. When we were not going in places, taking things from people that we had no business being, hmm. we didn't. We were much more well off. We have a nation right now whose um, infrastructure, our bridges, our bridges are in abysmal conditions across the country. Abysmal. Mm -hmm. Abysmal. 
we have incentivized outsourcing our own everything. Think about that. I want everybody to hear me there. We have incentivized outsourcing our own everything. No, I'm going to agree with you there. I mean, when you were talking about, you know, we've got to be gracious about uh, welcoming in new gun owners into the gun community and not feeling smug like, well, we told you so. Um, what right. about the, the preppers who've got to be feeling like we told you so? Because, you know, I'm, I'm like you. I've been, had a gajillion invitations to go out hunting for my first time ever. And I'm always yeah. like, well, you know, someday, but not yet. And then I have family members who, you know, they raise their own food and they can and they do all this amazing stuff. And I'm like, yeah, that's really cool for you. Mars, you know they what I mean? eat pigeons, okay? They eat pigeons. <laughs> Okay, it's no. Like dove, you know. No, it's pigeons. But at any rate, you know, so uh, there is that outsourcing. But like, I'm even thinking about the way that we outsource raising our children to the public school system. Yep. Right. Yep. How much better can we be doing? And we're sort of being forced to do that right now because the schools are closed. And right. And I'm a good teacher, but I've realized it's not my natural gift to teach a five-year-old how to read. That's, that is way harder <laughs> than mm -hmm. I thought it was mm -hmm. going to be. But what an, right. an amazing opportunity we have to reconnect in that way and teach right. our youth our values, you Correct. know, rather than the school's values. But yeah, we right. outsource way too much stuff. The schools that have become leftist cesspools of propaganda. It's just the reality of it. So let me show y'all something real quick. So sure. this, this is a huge building that I'm going to turn around to, right? Okay. See this building behind me? Oh, wow. That huge mm -hmm. building right there? Yes. That building was a textile manufacturing scenario. Huge. Huge. That building has sat, I'm going to get a little bit closer on it. That building has sat abandoned for over 20 years. Oh, wow. What is that, like eight stories tall? It's, it's uh, about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Wow. And Ph at least Philadelphia, Boeing Jet Manufacturing was in Philadelphia. Like all of the fabrics, the clothes, the, uh, all of that stuff. If I drove over to South Philly right now, I'm in North Philly. If I drove over to South Philly, you would see all of these factories. If I get in the car again, I, I'm in a stone's throw of five or six huge factories, maybe a little smaller than this. But we're talking about manufacturing. We're talking about office space. We're talking about all of these different things. But what's happened is we have given people, and, and I'm, I'm, I get it. I get it. I get it. In capitalism, I get it. You go wherever you can get it done for the cheapest. But the question that we have to ask ourselves, because we're in this space right now, question that we have to ask ourselves is how's that actually worked out for you because the reality is okay for maybe 10 years you had you know good profits but those profits are going to get ate up now when you can't manufacture and now your whole entire business is shut down for maybe a year was it actually cheaper right was it actually yeah, cheaper, cheaper at what cost exactly right? it's going it's going to cost you and, and i think a lot of people don't understand that they know the price of a lot of things but they don't know the value of most things, mm -hmm. you no. know? And so, so true. these are questions and moving forward that we have to ask ourselves. We have to say, you know, nah, I'll, I'll spend the extra $2 to buy American. All of the hoodies, the BGM hoodies, 
We manufacture those in America, period. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. could, could I probably get a, a cheaper deal done in China or Taiwan? I probably could. I'm not going to, though. You know, That's I'm awesome. just not going to. And, I, and, I, and it's like even down to, you know, I had a BMW X5. Why do I need a German car? I traded it in for a Buick. My next car, I'll probably get a, a Cadillac. I was talking to Tommy Laren, who we've been communicating throughout this whole thing. And she's like, yo, I, I'm surprised at how people aren't this upset. Like, everybody's like, this is the quietest. I've seen people when, you know, the potential for our freedoms to be gutted, as well as the exposure to these companies, 3M is still selling masks to other nations. If mm. we're talking about making America great again, and if we're talking about keeping America first, not only, but first, you got, this is the perfect time to start that process. So for me, I'm like, okay, maybe I'll go get a, the same Cadillac that Tommy has. She's got it in white. Maybe I'll get it in black. My point here is this. Detroit was a, you know, an automobile giant, mm -hmm. giant. We all have to come out of this with that, that better um, understanding. Our dependence, we stepped out of a lot of those OPEC situations, our dependence on foreign oil. We did that. We did mm -hmm. that under this current administration. We can continue to do that for all of the things that we make in value. Who says that foreign nations are superior in intellect or craftsmanship or manufacturing. Whoever told you that is probably the same people that's trying to cut corners and they're just saying that to defend their profits. There has to be some form of sovereignty and you yes. cannot have sovereignty, whether you're black, white, Asian, Spanish, whatever type of ethnicity in America, America will not be sovereign if America can't make and sell and distribute its own goods. Absolutely. And all of this COVID-19 scenario is a great wake up call for that. And I hope people, you know, kind of like stay on point in that regard once this passes. Because I'm not that, you know, I, I've been prepping for seven years. So I have seven years worth of me stashing stuff. I have a bunker. But that's me. That's not all of America. I'm sorry. All of America can't come to my bunker. America should be the bunker for Americans. That is absolutely the truth. And um, just as we start wrapping up a little bit, you know, you, however many years ago, how, when did you start Black Guns Matter? Uh, 2016. So now it's been four years. So when you did that, you opened the doors for people who would have never thought that they were part of this constitutional inheritance, right? Right. They, that just wasn't on their radar or they had actually somehow been told that's not for you, that kind yeah. of thing. And you have been reconnecting people with that inheritance um, right. and that legacy. And, you know, now that we're in this season with so many brand new gun owners who probably are like, okay, I got the thing. Now, now what? Your yeah. classes that you were going around the nation and will be again as soon as we are allowed to. <laughs> we love that word, right? right. Allowed. Yeah. Uh, uh, then you you're going to be the perfect first step. Uh, yeah. The classes you teach for uh, people in that scenario. Talk to us a little bit about what those classes are. Yeah, we do basic, we are entry level. There is no other organization that does entry level um, uh, breakdowns of firearms to absolute beginners. Now, you know, do I have to go over the four safety rules a bajillion times? Yes. 
and that's good because we need more people that are new, fresh blood. In order to, when you go to the gym, in order to develop a muscle, you have to work the muscle and fresh oxygenated blood pumps into the muscle. That new fresh oxygenated uh, uh, blood strengthens. It, take, it breaks down the food, all of the good stuff from the foods, and it puts it in the bloodstream and it gets that muscle pumping and you become stronger. Just like all of the people that are new gun owners, uh, because in the month of March alone, we're going to continue to see more gun owners. Us at Black Guns Matter, we are the basic Bob entry level. If you don't know anything about guns, we can come put you on that path, link you with firearms instructors, educators, attorneys, gun ranges in your city, and help you to develop those relationships with quality um, and comp uh, uh, competent uh people in, the, in, in that profession and in that gun industry. Um, we do that, the classes are free in the sense of if you're a beginner, we want you to register for the class, we want you to come uh, without having to pay. But how that's paid for is because everybody else across the country has donated $5, $50, $5,000, $25,000. Huge shouts to Gun Owners of America for, sure, for uh, donating $25,000 to cover the cost of 10 cities. Uh, as soon as we get back, you know, off, uh, you know, once we get through this here and, and we Americans, so we come from good soil. So we definitely will get through this um, biochemical or not. We are going to get through this and we are going to hold who's ever responsible. Your day's going to come. We just dealing with this whole little health scare right now or right after that. We write on your ass, basically. With that being the case. Um, I'm ready classes, for it. Let's go. Let's go. Our classes are there to the person that may feel a little intimidated and our classes are not intimidating our classes are you know it's like it's what i love about like a planet fitness planet fitness is like listen we get it if you guys are super duper bodybuilders but this gym is for people that want to come maybe lose some weight first maybe maybe they're overweight and they just want to lose weight we're not here to ridicule we're not here to shame anybody we're not here to make fun of anyone for not knowing what the tricep and the, the, the this muscle and that's connected to that we're not here for that we are here to serve the people, especially, not limited to, but especially in the urban demographic that has been at the center of the scope of the racist policies of gun control all across America. Those high populations of people that are being exposed to a falsehood. Um, and if you wanna learn, we're here for you. Um, we ask that everybody, you know, if you, if you watch this interview today, and if you something is you know you you get something from this and you agree with what we're talking about here right now, not even just only Second Amendment and gun related stuff, but these all the coronavirus thing, the 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 that American attitude and spirit, and 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 the respect for the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, the the um um you know wanting limited government, the government to do the job that it's supposed to do and not do jobs that it's not supposed to do. These are all of the things that we cover in our classes um, at the entry level. And if you agree with it, please, man, donate, donate, donate. Um, uh, we've been great stewards over the money for the last few years. At this point, I think we raised maybe $280,000. If you have five bucks, 50 bucks, $500,000, some of you super rich women and guys, great, <laughs> you know, um, support. Um, but please shoot over to the GoFundMe page, GoFundMe.com forward slash uh forward slash black guns matter and just uh just just support we we just i have what my skill set is is the ability to translate information to people that have never experienced it i'm a connector 
You know, sometimes you have a, a cord and it's a three prong cord and, you know, or whatever. And your adapter is only two prong and it cannot help you without that adapter or that translation. You know, you can have the greatest television in the world, but if you don't have an adapter, it's not going to work. You do not have a connection. And so my skill set and a lot of the people that work with us at Black Guns Matter, our skill set is translating seemingly complex information into bite-sized pieces that the average layperson can receive and apply immediately. So again, um, if that's something that you, you are about and if you see the importance of it, please, please, please shoot over, shoot over to GoFundMe.com forward slash Black Guns Matter. Help out a bit because I cannot wait to get back on the road and get outside after this whole COVID thing is over with. Well, if you, uh, you know Cassie, and if she was in the studio right now, she would be saying, it's a whole new world, right? Because <laughs> yeah. she'd have to throw some kind of Disney thing in there. Right. And it is a whole right. new world. And, you know, we're, we're going to need to learn to care about the other side and, and help them with their transition to coming to our side of the guns and the rights and that. So Absolutely. And, you know, if you've got the, the $5 or the $5 million that Maj was talking about, Please donate it. But if you kind of like to get a little something for your money, he has some amazing, not just t-shirts, but hoodies with the Black Guns Matter logo. It's strong. It's very recognizable. The, I know you, you do these in a lot of different uh, shirt colors, but you've got some other really important sayings, unlike the one you're wearing. Uh, freedom yes. over everything. That is such an important message. Uh, and, and so just go over to, uh, tell us the website again so people can. Yeah. It's uh, Black Guns Matter. What else are they doing? <laughs> Blackgunsmatter.myshopify.com. Go over there, grab some merch. Uh, T-shirts are 30 bucks, hoodies 50. Um, just, you know, just, just grab something. You know what, y'all? We should make an azfirearms.com promo code for Shopify. That'll be totally. cool. Totally. We totally yeah, need yeah. to do that. As soon yeah. as we get yep. off of this, we're, we're going to work on that. Yep. I love it. Yep. You know, if you go to a crowd and you see somebody wearing a Black Guns Matter shirt, they're going to get talked to. They are. Absolutely. In a good way. I mean, it's going to bring a conversation. And it's, that's Absolutely. what we need, right? We need that conversation. We, do. So. we really we do. do. And Maj, you've been such an incredible support to our little mom and pops. AZ Firearms is, is Dan and I and, and a few staff members. And, uh, you know, Maj has had such an incredible opportunity to be on national media of all kinds. You were on the main stage at CPAC and you gave us a shout out, our little mom and pops shop, AZ Firearms. You gave us a shout out on CPAC stage and yeah. my phone started blowing up for people saying, yeah. you won't ever believe what Maj just did. He mentioned your name on, on the yeah. stage and and uh, the thing that people were mostly having fun with is that uh, you said something about, you know, yeah, Cheryl's uh, really great or whatever. And, and you're like, yeah, Dan, Dan's okay too. Yeah. <laughs> so I've, I've been living in that space, really soaking that one up. No doubt. I, I, knew, I, I figured you would like that one, Cheryl. I did a lot. I think I'm going to get a little uh, gif of it and just have it playing right. over and over. That'll be Dan's ringtone pretty right. soon. Right. And, and Maj, you know, as Winston Churchill says, you know, even when times get rough, never give up. Never give you up. are doing an Absolutely. awesome job and you never give up, no matter how hard Absolutely. it gets. Never Absolutely. Give up. I will not. I will not. All right, I'm ghost, y'all. I'm going to get a cheesesteak. 
All right. That sounds good. Well, let's Thank- take that back. I'm, I'm going to make, get the stuff to make a cheesesteak. Because mm, you've been learning how to cook even yes. before this started. So yep. I love that. All right. Maj Toure of Black Guns Matter. Thank you again so much, Maj. We will talk to you soon. Thanks. I'll see you all in a bit. Bye-bye. Bye now. All right. Peace. All right. Well, he's so, he, I mean, really, he is so well read and he has such great ideas about you know, how to bring people into the community, very non-threatening, very welcoming. I think he's the perfect voice. No matter who you are or what, what you are, it doesn't matter. He's, he's amazing. And I learn something every time I talk to him. That's the truth. All right. Well, we've got to wrap up and get out of here. So until next time, pray for our nation, pray for our leaders. Wait, before we do that, I heard you talking to Marge. Yeah. And you said, you know, you're trying to teach your five-year-old daughter to read. And granddaughter. Been, granddaughter to read. And it's been tough, right? Yes. Well, Cheryl, if you wouldn't be trying to teach her this right now, <laughs> the it's a little tough for her to read this at five. You think the Constitution is a little advanced for a yeah, five-year-old? So maybe you should get some easier books to start out with. Okay. And get I, her to this. You know soon. what? I, I agree with that. Yeah. I, I, I saw her yesterday. She's trying to teach her teaching the words to this to Raylan Raylan's going I want candy <laughs> hey they got to start somewhere yeah, right? right so yeah well, maybe we should start with uh being able to read c-a-t cat yes d-o-g dog so. yes all right all right pray for our nation pray for our leaders all of them you know what I'm going to say right now what <laughs> of course all of them and I'm going to say even the ones you don't like especially the ones you don't like all right. <laughs> you don't sound very convincing. Well, you got to look at what's over there. It's hard. It's really hard because they need. Say they need. I'm our trying prayers. to they pray that they get knowledge, and that's not working. I, I don't know. I, okay. All right. I'll do it. <laughs> All right. Have a great week. Be good to each other, and God bless. <laughs> <laughs>